Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have a special guest. We have Pastor Tanya Powell from Mississippi. Okay, you're in the air. All right, amen. Good evening to all the listeners that are listening on tonight. My name is Pastor Tanya Powell. I am the senior pastor of Take It Thy Voice Ministries here in the city of Gunport, Mississippi. Um, find me on Facebook as Pastor Tanya Powell, or you can also see our church page. It's called Take It By Force Ministries. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about, amen, some great things on tonight about love. And so my title tonight is What's Love Got to Do With It? Amen. I'll be coming from the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 9 on tonight, and it is the King James Version. Amen. Let's get started. So the Bible says this. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And the Bible says that not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. What is tribulations? Tribulations in the Bible um, teaches us that those who follow Christ are God's word and God's word who practice his commandments will face tribulations. And so what are some of the examples that we can go by? Amen. Understanding that even as a being divided Christ, Jesus had to go through tribulations and he had to go through certain problems and situations here when he was on the earth. And we also, the Bible says that we are going to suffer because he suffered. He said, if you suffer with me, that you will also reign with me. And so the Old Testament includes Abel. Abel was one who offered the better sacrifice than his brother Cain, found in Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 10. Also, we have Lot, who also was considered to be a righteous man, who was distressed by the, by the filthy lives of lawless men. Amen. Second Peter 2 and 7 says, Who rejected him and who kept bringing pressure on him and moved forward to break down the doors of his house in Sodom. And so there it was, understanding that they were rejected. Rejected because the Bible says that he was the one that was the corner of chief stone, but also was rejected. And because people don't want to hear truth and people don't want to hear what's right, also uh, we as being leaders in the body of Christ, we also are considered to be rejected too as well. But what happens is we still walk in love. We still love God's people. We love uh, those that the Bible says that he loves his people, but he hates the sin. And so we're learning that there is so much about love that's got to do with who we are as being the body of Christ. The Bible tells us in Genesis 19 and 9 that Elijah who spoke against the prophets of Baal, Amen. In First King chapter 18, verse 25 through 40, and against the idolatry of Israel. And so because he was coming up against, amen, idolatry. What is idolatry? Idolatry is anything that you make an idol or out of. If you make um, your husband or your wife an idol, if you make your children, your job or your money, your house or your car to be an idol, then that then becomes your God, your small G-O-D. But because we serve the capital G-O-D, he is that that we serve. And so we don't, we don't, we don't walk in idolatry. The Bible tells us that, um, that they were also persecuted by Jezebel, who was the godly one that was, that godly that would stand. David was conducted himself in a godly manner, despite the, the mechanisms 
and the law had said, and so he became to be rejected. But uh, David walked in the spirit of love. David came as understanding who he is, and that he became the king as being a young person. The Bible tells us in First Samuel chapter nine, verse twenty-seven, that Jeremiah, who spoke God's message of condemnation against Judah for her sins and the coming of judgment against her to be brought by the Babylon, and had it's the message to be rejected, and he was beaten and finally dropped into the muddy sister. And so we understand that knowing that tribulations work in patience, the Bible tells us this, and patience experiences, experiences hope, and hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in the hearts of those by the Holy Spirit who which is given unto us. And so there are, there are levels of getting to understanding why we understand what love got to do with it. God is love. The Bible says that um, that he gave his only begotten son. And so he loved his son enough that he would give him to us, that we would come to be our savior. He would come that he would be that that will, that will help us so that we didn't have to die and go to hell, but that he would come and save us from our sins. And so because of that, we're going to go through tribulations. But tribulations is also going to work out patience in our life. Then patience, when it has fully come, it will then work out experience, and experience will work out the hope. What is hope? We have to have hope in God. The Bible says that now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. And so we're hoping, amen, for lots of things in our life. But hope makes it not ashamed. So we're not ashamed of hope. We're not ashamed of understanding that we're waiting on God and waiting on the promises of God, which are yes and amen. The Bible says that because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And so he gives us his Holy Spirit that we're able to follow after his footsteps, that we're able to stand and understand that there are so many things that God is calling for the body of Christ to come. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. The Bible, uh, which is also given unto us, is given to us for our learning, for training, for teaching, to understand that we don't hate, but we walk in the spirit of love. We walk in the spirit of love because we love everybody. We don't love, we don't not like, dislike people, but we love people because Christ is love. He, he came and he, he came to save the lost. He came to help us. He came to heal us. He came to deliver us. And so we also do the same thing. We love on each other. We love on everybody. And we walk in the spirit of love. The Bible tells us which is given unto us if God lives in our heart. It's a heart thing. This is where our love starts. That in heart, it starts in the heart. And if the heart is in right standing, then what kind of heart are we looking for? Deuteronomy 10 and 16 says God needs a circumcised heart. We must therefore open our, our, our hearts uh, to God by the removing of the reservations, by the covering of secrets and unbelief. And so because when we remove these things out of our life, then this gives us the heart of God, which is the heart of love, that will love regardless of a person's sin, regardless of whatever the person does to you. The Bible tells that we even have to love our enemies. So can we be obedient and can we walk in the ways of the Lord? Of course we can. But we got to come out of ourselves. We cannot stay in ourselves. The Bible tells us that there are no good things that dwell in the flesh. So the natural heart provides the oxygen. We're talking about the natural heart. And the nutrition that are the bodies that it needs to survive. A heart is a healthy um, heart that pumps the right amount of blood to function as God has created it. So as we think of it, it is a safe to say that the human heart is one of the most important organs. God 
body's without it, the body cannot function. And the brain will not be able to think. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 23, verse 7. As a man thinking it's so in his heart, so is he. And so that way we understand is that what we think, it also changes the heart. And so we change our heart, it changes our thinking. And so we get the, the heart of Christ and we understand the word of God and understand that God is wanting us to live a life full of joy, full of peace, full of faith, full of, of, of just uh, peaceful things in our life. Then the Bible says, whatsoever things, whatsoever things that we are to think on these things, whatsoever things that are lovely, whatsoever things that are just, and whatsoever things that are pure. And so there are things that man, that we as the body of Christ have to turn over so that we can become this new person. The Bible says that we're new creatures. Old things have passed away. And so our old thinking has to pass away. Our old way of, think, of doing things has to pass away. But we have to become this new man in Christ. The Bible says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. The Bible says that we have no strength of our own to do the right, that we had to die for our sins. Jesus has no sin. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, the NIV version, lets us know that. This is the Bible verse of our salvation that tells us that Jesus has no sin, and that we can find righteousness through Christ and his sacrifice. The reminder that Jesus died for us, but that he did so without ever sinning, despite facing temptations. We are all going to be faced with different tribulations. We're going to be faced with trials in our life. We're going to be faced with things that's going to hurt us. We're going to be faced with things with people that die and they're no longer on the scene. We're going to be faced with, with difficulties in marriages and difficulties in, in raising children and difficulties even on our jobs. But as we be in the body of Christ, we still got to walk in what's called L-O-V-E, which is considered to be love. It offers us hope in our own struggle. We are in flesh, but we still struggle, but we still can continue to keep moving and going over. So what does it mean when it means to struggle? Struggle, the word means a force or a violence. Wrestling effect to get free of a restraint or something that we're resisting against an attack. We put a lot of our stuff on, on the devil, but at the end of the day, we have to realize that um, we all have our own mindset. But if we get the mind of Christ, then we need to tell the truth and shame the devil. We need to understand that God is calling for us, that we can outsmart. We, we can outsmart the enemy. We cannot outsmart God, but we can outsmart the enemy. We don't walk in hate, but he has called for us as being the body of Christ to also love what our flesh says about it and what it has done for us. The Bible says that scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, pre-adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so because Christ died for us, he died so that we didn't have to go to hell. He died that we might live this godly, lovable life that he has already prepared and made for us that we can walk in it. The Bible says that but God commanded his love towards us. It's that while we were just sinners, Christ died for us. But much more being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath. What is wrath? The wrath is the anger, amen, of God when he sees that we are the creation that he has created and we're not walking in love. We have many people now that walk in hate. There's no reason that we should walk in hate. There's no reason that we should have this board. There's no reason that we can continue to go on. And because you're one race and I'm another race, that we cannot love each other. Just because we have a different color skin or our hair might be different or our 
culture might be different. We're all created by God. The Bible tells us that in the beginning, he created Adam and he formed Adam from the dust of the earth. And so he created one man. He created one woman, which was Eve. He uh, put Adam to sleep. He took the rib from Adam, Adam, and he created Eve. And so we all came from the same man. We all came from the same woman. At the end of the day, we are the creation of God, and God has created us that we would love each other. The Bible says that there is no greater demonstration of perfect love than that which we were shown in the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it was while we were still ungodly and unrighteous sinners, we were dead in our trespasses and hostile towards God, that Christ died for us, and the effectual nature of that sacrificial love just isn't as potent today as it was when Christ shouted out in this triumph, and it was finished. That's what he said when he was on the cross. What has love got to do with it? It's got a lot to do with it, because when, when they beat him, and when they had whooped him, and when they made him carry his own rugged cross down to Calvary, he didn't say a mumbling word. That was love. When he got on the cross, and he allowed them to nail his hands and his feet to the cross, and they hung him there. The Bible says they kept saying that you're the son of Christ, and just come down from there. But he had to die. That was the love that God had given to us through his son, that he would get on the cross and that he would die for our sins. And that's exactly what he did. So the subtenial evidence of such love is unsurpassed. It is without comparison and beyond comprehension of the mortal man's mind. We cannot even, even though that we know the story of what Jesus did, but our mortal mind cannot even contain or even obtain to be there in person to see the agony of even his mother standing there watching them do all of the things that they did to a man that came full of love. And so what what does love got to do with it? It has a lot to do with it. And so without comparison and beyond the comprehension of our mortal minds, and this passage is one that seeks to give a tiny glimpse into the magnitude of what it means that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die in our place and to take punishment for our sins that we were justly deserved. We deserved it, but because God did not want to see us to, to, to die and go to hell and burn forever, he sent his only begotten son. Paul and his messages and his passage contrasted amazing divine love that staggers the imagination. That very much of human love, for he rightly points out that a person would hardly die for a righteous man, although there is a possibility that one dare to die for a good man. He suggests that it is hardly likely that a man would prepare to die for some righteous, religious, or hypocrite, or for we all, that there is no one who is righteous, not even one. That's what the Bible tells us. There is one, there's not one that is righteous. Only one that is righteous that we know of is God Himself. And that is a that is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is one. Amen. And so all that lets us know that we too can walk in love. We too can let hate down. We too don't have to you know, um to, to come to our neighbors and we can come outside and we can speak to our neighbors with love and we can do um, you know, things forward. Sometimes when you go to the to the uh, to the uh, grocery store, and you might see someone that's in line with you, and that's behind you. You might look and see that the mother looks like that she doesn't have enough money to even pay for her food, or 
we might even have enough money. But because the love of God in us will speak to us sometimes and say, hey, why don't you pay it forward? Go ahead on and pay for her stuff, pay for my stuff, and put it on my tab. That is showing the love of God. So what does love got to do with it? Love has everything to do with it. If we do not walk in love, then we do not, we're not a part of God's plan. But when we decide that we will put down hatred, we will put down jealousy, we will put down competition, we will put down all these things that does not belong to God, and, 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 and we would walk in the genuine love that we know that His Son Jesus Christ did for us, that we then would know that we are a body of that we are a part of the body of Christ, and that we, Amen, will let our light so shine that men will see our good works. And this is who God has called for us. Why? Because we understand that very few were prepared to give their own precious life, even for the sake of, of really for a good purpose. Nonetheless, the thought of the willingness of offering up one's own precious life and being prepared to die for someone who holds them in utter contempt, who spits venom on the basis, hates us with satanic hatred, accuses us of this demonic race, and beats our bodies to the bloody pool is beyond the reasons of human mind and the incapable of being rationalized. It is the unthinkable thing. But indeed, the love discussed in this verse is a, a man-to-man love and can't even approach the love that was demonstrated by God toward us. God loves us, and that's the reason why he's in his son. Christ reminds us there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends the love that is demonstrated by God is beyond human understanding. Human love requires some motivation for one to willingly give up their life for another. But God's love is so much greater. This is a demonstration of the love of God on the cross to, to continue to be a pulsating reality of today. And yet there is what happens. For our amazing and glorious God demonstrates his own love towards each one of us. And in while this we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. The love of God towards you and me is a supernatural love. For his love is not only embraced as, as, as us as when we were weak, helpless, and hopeless, but also when we were neither righteous or no good. God did not wait for us to become reformed characters before he demonstrated his love for us. But he died for us when we were fallen, sinners, and enmity with himself. He has not only died for our substitute of, of, by receiving the punishment that we justly deserve, but he also died to sin on behalf of us to set us free. Sin's sovereignty over us. He not only paid the price for our sins, but he broke the power of sin in the life of all trusted in him for salvation. In the light of God's unsurpassed glorious love, does it not demand utter devotion to the Lord? Our lives belong to him. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 31 and 3, the Lord has appeared of the old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And that's enough for us to realize that the Lord, he loves us. Amen. He loves us so much that he loves us with an everlasting love. Everlasting means forever. That means that sometimes we might love someone for a minute, or we might love them for a day, or we might even love them for three weeks, and then we might fall in love with someone. But God has an everlasting love. Who can love like that? So we ask again, what has love got to do with it? Love has everything to do with it because God is love. He created it, and 
walks in it, and we as the body of Christ can walk in it too as well. First John 5 and 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Galatians 2 and 12, Nevertheless, I live, and yet, that because I do not live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for us, he crucified himself, he got on the cross for us, he loved us just that much that he gave his life, that we would have life and have it more abundantly. What kind of love is this? That is the love of Christ. This is our last scripture for tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And now abide in faith, hope, charity, which means love. These three, but the greatest of these things is love. Why? Because God is love. And God, he loves us, and we love him back. We walk in love because we are the light of Christ. When he left this earth, he left the disciples to walk the way that he walked. And he told them to go to the highways and the byways and compel my people. He told them to go out and spread the, the good gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would all understand who he was, that he is love. And that is our message for tonight. I pray that this message has blessed you. I pray that this message has, has inspired you, that we all can walk in love. Why? Because what's love got to do with it? Love has everything to do with it. Amen. And I pray that you all be blessed. Have a wonderful and prayerful day. Whatever you do, don't allow anything to stop you, block you, or keep you from the presence of the Lord. But know that the God that we serve, he's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. We love you all and have a gracious day. Bye-bye. Hold on. Hold on, woman of God. Can you please still stay on the line? Yes, I'm still on the line. Okay, thank you, because I'm going to close it out. Um, also, I want to share with you, whenever you feel led about coming back on this um, show, just let me know and um, we can make that happen. Okay, sounds great. Heavenly Father, I come before you as humble as I know how, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, again for a wonderful uh, podcast. Uh, I pray that Pastor Tanya Powell, uh, her ministry, Lord, will um, increase. In Jesus' name, let it increase, Lord. Um, please, Lord, just touch the hearts and minds of all of my Christian friends that's on my um, in my uh, Christian groups as well as on my friends list. Lord, touch their hearts, Lord, for us to learn how to how to work together and be on one accord. Because how can we how can we talk to sinners and try to bring people into the fold, Lord, when in the body of Christ we're divided? Yes, Lord. Lord, have mercy. I have no churches at all in my city willing to work with me and Sister Renee, Lord. And we're trying to do something positive to help uh, eradicate um, the urban um, violence in the city of Chicago, Lord. But no support, yes, Lord. This is why I'm online, Lord. I wrote the vision and made it plain, Lord, in my revised book, but yet it's still barely selling, Lord. And Satan is a lie, Lord. I'm not going to let him uh, destroy uh, the vision that you... You gave me and my assignment, Lord. So now, Lord, I'm trying to turn that that my uh, book, Lord, into a film, Lord, a Christian film based yes. on my experience, Lord. Please, yes, Lord, Lord. Uh, bless me with the uh, capital, Lord. Yes, God. Let it get fully funded and made, Lord, so that way it can yes. open up the eyes of um of people around the world, but especially here in um, America, Lord. Let like America. Yes, Lord. Learn how to love each other, Lord. It's just so much division. Yes, God. 
so much division, Lord. So please, Lord, let this um, Christian business, Lord, be a blessing not only to um, um, the black um, race, Lord, but to other racial groups that want to be a part of us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And please, Lord, let us be able um, to expand this organization over to the African continent, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because this is what you called me to do. But I, um, but just like um, with Nehemiah, he did not build that wall of Jerusalem by himself. He had qualified yes, people on his team. That's what I keep yes, trying to explain to our people, Lord. Yes, Lord. So um, let, let uh, your will be done. And Lord, just... um. Stand before me, Lord, and perform a miracle on my behalf, Lord, because 29 years I've been doing this, Lord. This has been a thorn in my flesh, Lord. And I 